Luke chapter 2, verses 1 through 14. In those days, Caesar Augustus issued a decree that a census should be taken of the entire Roman world. This was the first census that took place while Quirinius was governor of Syria, and everyone went to their own town to register. So Joseph also went up from the town of Nazareth and Galilee to Judea to Bethlehem, the town of David. Because he belonged to the house and line of David, he went there to register with Mary, who was pledged to be married to him and was expecting a child. While they were there, the time came for the baby to be born, and she gave birth to her firstborn, a son. She wrapped him in cloths and placed him in a manger, because there was no guest room available for them. And there were shepherds living out in the fields nearby, keeping watch over their flocks at night. An angel of the Lord appeared to them, and the glory of the Lord shone around them. And they were terrified. But the angel said to them, Do not be afraid. I bring you good news that will cause great joy for all the people. Today in the town of David, a Savior has been born to you. He is the Messiah, the Lord. This will be a sign to you. You will find a baby wrapped in cloths and lying in a manger. Suddenly, a great company of the heavenly host appeared with the angel, praising God and saying, Glory to God in the highest heaven, and on earth peace to those on whom his favor rests. Well, I think uh, it'd be appropriate if we started with prayer this morning. Yeah. Let's bow our heads. Lord Jesus, thank you so much. Father, for sending your son, the redeeming qualities of his nature instilled in every single one of us on this most holy of days. Lord, we worship you, we praise you, we honor you this Christmas. In your name we pray, amen. Amen. Well, Merry Christmas. Yeah, what an incredible opportunity to be together with one another on Christmas morning. I know I'm sure a lot like many of you, you woke up this morning and everybody was kind of ready to rip open presents, and I know we're paused. We got one. We got one out. We're paused. We're going to get back home and and celebrate some more, and everybody's been asking me over the weekend, listen, you're going to get us out of here real quick, right? As soon as they found out I was preaching on Sunday. And and, and at first, I'm like, yeah, absolutely. We're going to get in. We're going to get out. We're going... And then, like, day by day, I kept getting asked. I'm like, yeah, 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 okay, huh, yeah, 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 we're going to get out, okay? We're going to get out. And then, last night, I told Precious, my niece, and I said, listen, how about, how about if I just say and do whatever God tells me to do, and maybe we'll just be here for a few hours? How about that? <laughs> I'm just kidding. We're not going to do that. It was, the look I got was not very happy, so I'm not going to do that. But I do have a word I want to share with you all, and, man, I think it's a very special uh, you know, opportunity here to, to be able to speak and, and, and share Jesus this morning on a Christmas morning. Well, you know, obviously Christmas morning, the birth of our Savior, Jesus. And uh, man, what an incredible moment. I could imagine Mary, what she's been thinking over these last nine months or so. You know, the, the reality of a young lady in that time or this time for that matter, um, unmarried, unwed, a virgin birth, and trying to convince those around her that this is something that has been inspired by God, and this is an absolute miracle. The doubt and confusion and wonder in her mind that was taking place and how she was processing all of those things and those thoughts and emotions, what an overwhelming experience she must have been going through, right? 
You know, as the man, I think to myself, Joseph, probably pretty oblivious to what was taking place and the emotions of how his, uh, his, his expectant wife was, was, was having this child and knowing it's not his, but kind of just going on with what he had to do. They were quite busy. Things were going on around them that he had to take care of, and he, he's getting everything taken care of and going here and going there and making sure they have accommodations and doing all the things men do, right? And here's Mary, and she has this word from the Lord. That she is bearing the Savior of all mankind, and from him, eternity will come for all of us. The process, the expectation, the word that came to her, now she has to bear and think and wonder, is this what I think it is? Is this what the angel told me? Is this going to happen? How is it going to happen? What's going to take place? Am I going to be a good enough mother for the Savior of the world? How do I handle all of these things? What are people thinking about me? Will they believe me? Won't they believe me? I can't possibly imagine the amount of stress and worry and doubt that she might have been feeling on that day. And yet here it came, right? The birth, it was time. Now nowhere to stay. And here comes Jesus Christmas morning. I imagine it to be the sun rising and the still, calm, cool morning. The baby is born. And the beginning of all of the words that were given, the insight delivered, the prophecies coming, being fulfilled, would Mary's expectations come to fruition? Or would they not? What will happen from here? Jesus is now here, and will what's been promised actually take place? Well, Mary had many expectations. In Luke 1, we know that the angel told her, he is blessed and highly favored. You are blessed and highly favored. You have a calling on your life, Mary. Through you, the Savior of the world will be born. This is your moment, the moment of all moments. We've all been blessed with circumstances or situations in our life where we've gotten a word and like, this is your moment. This is what's going to happen. And we receive that word and we're like, yeah, this is going to happen. And now we have expectations on it. Like, this is what's going to take place. This is how it's going to look. This is what it's going to sound like. This is what God's going to do. These are the miracles we're going to see. And a lot of times we get to those, those moments and we're like, oh, it's not exactly like I saw it's not happening exactly like I envisioned. I'm not really quite sure what's going on. I'm not sure if, we, if this is, did I do something wrong? Should I have been doing this? Or did I, did, I go, did I take the wrong step? Did I say the wrong things? Did I not pray hard enough? Did I not read my word enough? Did I not serve enough? The expectations I had in my mind that I built up, I know it was a word from God. I felt the Holy Spirit, but it's just not, it's not happening. Can you imagine all those years later? As Jesus lived his life, chasing a young man around from temple to temple, <laughs> trying to keep all of the expectations and the prophetic words given intact and in line, the pressure she must have felt as a mom, as a woman, to ensure the fulfillment of such a huge prophecy that her son would be the savior of all the world not knowing what to come would ultimately be the death of her son hanging upon a cross, what seemingly was the end. After all those years, 
The prophecies that came, the wise men that came, the shepherds that came and confirmed. The many, I'm sure by the hundreds, over and over again confirm what the angels told Mary. That your son is the savior of the world and through him we would be saved. And yet 33 years later, she stands at the foot of the cross of her dying son. Expectations shattered. What she thought was a reality blown out of the water. I can't imagine the devastation a parent would feel at that very moment, watching her very own son die. After all those years, after all those moments, after all those words that have been given to us, no doubt in my life, like many of yours, if you're sitting here in church on Christmas morning, <laughs> you've probably gotten a prophecy or two over your life a word over your life of what's going to take place and what you'll achieve and how God will use you and what you do will change the world. And in those moments, they feel really good. You walk away and you're like, man, yeah, I, I want that. That is what, that's what I'm here for and I'm ready, let's do it. And suddenly a year goes by and maybe directions change and you're not exactly in the same position you were when that word came and then a couple years go by, five years go by, and it's like, there's no way. Relationships broken, jobs lost. Expectations shattered over and over and over again. <laughs> What's so incredible about Christmas Day is it's the one most special reminder that when Jesus came, when he was born into this earth, it wasn't a promise that you wouldn't ever incur suffering, that you wouldn't ever incur hardship, that you wouldn't ever incur difficulty, but rather the grace, the mercy, the redemptive quality of Jesus would be there for you over and over and over again, meeting and exceeding expectations from every single word, every single prophecy, every single inspired prayer that ever came over you that Jesus would take it and exceed every single expectation we ever had because when he was born, the miracle of life took place. These are the moments when you have to dig your heels in and remember who you are in Christ. When suffering comes, when hardship comes, when the forks in the road come, when the, when the expectations don't live up to the reality of your life, it's the moment when you have to dig in deep, when you've got to put your foot down and remind yourself, I am blood-bought, that Jesus isn't just a nativity scene so I can feel good on a winter's day in the middle of December, but rather he is the savior of my expectations. He is the savior of my suffering. He's the savior of my pain, of my lack. And he does it for me over and over and over again. Christmas is the day that I put my foot down and I remind myself that I have a savior that was born to me. So that the expectations I have for myself given by God would indeed come fulfilled 100%. 
over and over and over again. Deuteronomy 28, 13 says, I am the head and not the tail, and I only go up and not down in life as I trust and obey God. The key in that scripture, like many of them, is right at the end, as I trust and obey God. That I'm not the tail, that I'm the head, that I'm not down, I'm up. As I trust, bold it, italicize it, underline it, as I trust and obey God. Reaffirm to your heart who God says you are, that I am the righteousness of Christ Jesus. My body is the temple of the Holy Spirit. I belong to him. I'm bought with a price. I am the head and not the tail. I choose to obey and trust God. Mary treasured the word that she was given when she was told that her son would be the savior of all of the earth. As you can imagine, a mother would, as anybody would, if you were told something so great in your life were to take place, you would take that and you would treasure it and you would hold it tight. You would hold it close. You would never let it go. What else could you do but trust God's word at that very moment? A virgin getting ready to have a baby that would be the savior of all mankind. I would hold that promise as tight as I possibly could, never letting it go, never failing on it, never doubting it. I would keep it close. That's the same promise that we have. The Bible tells us over and over again, hold my words close, embed them in your heart, scribe them on your mind, and never forget who I call you to be. The word treasure is sunterio, to keep close in the Greek. It says to preserve, to keep safe. Don't lose it, guard it, keep it in your mind. What's been spoken over your families? What's been spoken over you in your life, your spouse? Keep that word close, keep it tight. Don't let it go. Declare it over and over and over again over your children, over your loved ones. Repeat it every single day. The deepening understanding of my, of my scripture, of my life with the Lord, of understanding to read and to pray, read the word and to pray without ceasing every single day is to keep the treasure of God's word close to my heart, lest I ever forget who I am in Christ. Because I know storms are coming. I know challenges are coming. I know mistakes are going to be made. But I know who I am in Jesus because I won't let go of the promise of who he's told me I am. All right, so this morning, Christmas Day, some gifts are ready to be opened. Who wants to open some gifts in here? Anybody? Anybody want to open some gifts? Yeah, some people want to open some gifts in here. Heck yeah, you guys want to open some gifts. Let's see what we got. Neff, you might have to help me over here. I know you marked them for me, but I want to make sure I hand these out properly. What's this one here? Oh, there we go. Oh, okay. Let's see. This one's for one of my good friends here. I got to hold on to that one. Let's see. Oh, man, this one's maybe for a naughty man. You haven't been living up to expectations. We just see how that one goes. Put that one over here, too. Oh, man. Got some, got some children's toys over here. What do we got here? Oh, okay. Okay, let's start with this one right here. So who's been naughty? Who's been nice this year? Everybody been nice? You've been nice? 
Who's been nice? Who's who are you pointing to? You said somebody's being naughty. Oh, Obi. Obi's Obi's on the naughty list. He don't. You just on it. You're just on the naughty list. We love you anyway, though, Obi. <laughs> we love you anyway. All right, all right. Here we go. Here we go. We're gonna open. We're gonna open. So you can't open these yet, okay? You gotta you gotta hold on to them. You wanna hold on to this one for me? All right. Here you go. There you go. Hold on to that. Let's see what else we got going on. Don't say, oh, yeah, that might not be good. I didn't wrap these. <laughs> Let's see. Who else? Is, who's, been a, who's been good in here? Anybody been good? Good boy in here? Come on now. Let's go. I know you've been a little bit naughty, but I'm, it's all right. <laughs> Don't open it yet. Don't open it yet. Obi, I got a gift for you. Let's see. Let's see. This, here we go. Right here. Oh, wait. No, that's not for you. That's not for you. Let's see. Let's see, hold on. Nope, that's not it either. Neff, I need your help again. Oh, here it is. Here's, o- here's Obi's gift right here. I got you. I got you. This is for you, my friend. I appreciate you. <laughs> Listen, your expectations are supposed to be right here. Jesus, Jesus said only good things come to those who obey and trust in the Lord. You're good to go. You're good to go. <laughs> All right, here we go. You ready? There you go. <laughs> oh, man. There you go. Oh, this one's definitely for you right there. That's, it's for you. Yes, it is. You got to take it. You got to take it. You have to take it. You got to take it. You got to take it. You got to take it. Oh, man. Kyle, I feel like this one's for you, my friend. There we go. I feel the unction of the Lord on that one. Oh, I got, I got one more. I got one more. Let's see. Let's see. Oh, there's some over here. Over here. Okay, okay, I'm coming. I see the hands are going up. There's so much energy over here. The energy, it attracts me. Listen, there's three of you. How am I supposed to do this? Oh, my goodness. I'm closing my eyes. Who's the most aggressive? Oh, there you go. Okay. I got more. I got more. All right. If you got a gift, I need you to come up here with me. Can you come up here with me? If you got a gift, you guys can just kind of hang out in the front. Come here, come here, come here. Go ahead, grab a seat. It's like it's Christmas morning. Grab a seat, get ready to open your presents. Just get comfortable. Get comfortable. Get comfortable. You know, when, when, we, when we get ready to open Christmas gifts all, all fall, right, what are you doing? Suddenly everybody's game starts set, set, stepping up right around, right around November, just before Thanksgiving. It's like, what are you doing down here helping me do the dishes? Why, are you, why, are you, why is your room so clean, right? All of a sudden, the, the magazines start popping out. Amazon shopping lists start growing. I start getting links to stuff. And it's amazing how it correlates with behavior. Like behavior starts getting better, and then shopping lists start growing. Behavior, shopping lists, behavior, shopping lists. And the expectations start to grow. I, get, I mean, I love that my children know that I bless them, right? But their expectations are massive. Like, I mean, at this point, I have Benjamin asking for Teslas for Christmas, which is sweet. And I love to bless him with a Tesla. Benjamin, I love your expectations. There ain't going to be any Teslas in the driveway this summer, this, this Christmas. I'm sorry. But the expectations are raised. And it's, and it's great to see that. Just like, you know, Mary had expectations because she was given a word. And when disappointment comes, what takes place in your life? How do you react? How closely have you held the promise of Jesus in your life? Is it a devastating moment where you throw everything away? 
When, you, when, when life happens and something doesn't go according to plan and you're thinking this should be this way, but it kind of turns out that way, do we, do we fall apart or have we held the promise of Jesus in our life closely? Have we, have we written the words of his message on our heart? Do we know who we are in Christ Jesus? Are we not detoured by the pain sometimes and the suffering and the, the missteps, the challenges that come along? Are they things that completely throw us off track? Or are they moments of, oh man, I know that's tough, but today I'm gonna dig my heels in and I'm gonna remind myself that I am the head and I am not the tail, that I'm healed and I'm not sick, that I have more than enough and I will not lack. I do not lack, that my family is restored, my children are, the, are healed, that my mind, my mind is renewed. I stand fast on the promise of Jesus. I have expectations that the word that he gave me long ago will still be true today. Now, all these people opening presents, all these kids and adults, we're ready to open presents. You guys ready to open some presents? Now, your expectations should be really high. Like, I'm Uncle Lou, okay? I don't do bad gifts. I do good gifts. So your expectations they should be really high, but I want to remind you who you are in Christ no matter what you open today. No matter what you open, you got to remember, you got to remember that Jesus loves you. And that no matter what takes place in life, moms and dads, y'all got to help me just in case. This is like a very, Neff did this just so we know. Oh, <laughs> I was not involved in the wrapping of said gifts. It was my idea. All right, you guys ready to open some presents? Yes, sir. All right, let's open some presents. Let's see what we got. You got big expectations? I got big expectations. I got really big expectations. Let's go. Come on, let's see what you got. Uh-oh, what's Kyle got down here? Kyle, you look like a big kid sitting down here. What'd you get? Oh, man. You got a candy cane and some, and some ornaments. Well, that's not bad. I hope you're not disappointed. You got a, you got a squishy Millow. Obi, what'd you get? You got a little book. Oh, you got some Star Wars Legos. That's pretty legit. You got nothing. Nothing in there at all. That's crazy. Let me see this. Let me see. This. That's a horrible gift. Neff, I can't believe you did that to that young girl. L listen, listen, let me tell you something. You got some pencils. Oh, number two pencils. Those are good for test taking. That's what you got to have. And you got some Legos. Well, listen, I got, I got good news. Guess what? Jesus never disappoints. Jesus always makes up for hurt. He always makes up for pain. Like, like what happens is, is when sometimes when you have expectations and things don't go the way you think they are, guess what Jesus is doing in the background? He's setting you up. He's setting you up for goodness. He's setting you up for something even better. Here, take that. He's setting you up for something even better. You thought, you thought, man, Jesus told me that this was going to take place. I remember 20 years ago, I stood at this altar and somebody prophesied over my life that I was going to be the greatest athlete that ever lived and I would change the world and it never happened. How could that take place? Because Jesus had something better in store for you. And when you stand fast on the word of God and when you hold tight the promise of Jesus in your life, that he will forever be for you, that you will always be the head and you will never be the tail. 
He'll always come through for you. He'll always bless you more than your wildest expectations could ever. Can you open that? Do you want to open that? Go ahead and open it. Go ahead and open it. He'll always take care of you. He comes in. He's like, man, those are really cool ornaments. But man, you know what? After you get done hanging those up, you should go have dinner on me. Go have dinner on me. That's a better gift, right? That's a much better gift. After you get done taking all your finals, go out and have some food, have some fun, hang out with your friends, have a good time. Don't be too disappointed. And then, Obi, no matter what you do or say, Jesus loves you so much. He wants to bless you all the time. He wants to bless you all the time. And then there's those moments in life. Who else got a, who else got a gift that you were disappointed with? Anybody else get a gift they were disappointed with? No? All right, we're here. You guys, you guys go to lunch, too. Look, let me see that here. You guys go get dinner. You guys go get dinner. And then, and then suddenly, Jesus, Jesus starts... He just, starts tossing, he just starts tossing out goodness all over your life. Like, it's, it's so crazy. It's so crazy, the message of Jesus, that this, this, is how, this is how silly it is. Sometimes, and don't you dare touch that, mom and dad. I better see a big old pile of candy or something on that, on a, in an Instagram post here real soon. Ain't no light bills getting paid with that money. Jesus, Jesus creates scenarios that are beyond our wildest dreams for those that trust and obey him. There isn't a single moment when God hasn't fulfilled in my life more than I could ever imagine when I trust and I obey the Father. That's what a real dad does. Amen? Amen. So what has God said over your life this morning? Here's what I want to do with you. I want to reaffirm it. And so I'm not going to have you repeat after me, but I want you to listen intently, and I want you to pray these words with me, to ponder these words, to hold them close to your heart, to inscribe them on your mind, and to never forget this Christmas and from this day forward who God says you are. He says, I am the righteousness of Christ Jesus. My body is the temple of the Holy Spirit. I belong to him. I am the head and not the tail. The enemy has no power over me, and I choose to obey and trust God. As Mary stood at the foot of the cross and watched every single expectation she ever had crumble before her very eyes, she had a choice to make. She had a choice to make to decide whether or not she would hold that promise given to her so many years ago, close to her heart, to hold on to it so tightly, so fervently that nothing, not even the death of her son, would let it go. And she made that choice. And three days later, God blessed her with something beyond her wildest dreams. And forever, our lives, your life, my life was changed with the blessings of the Holy Spirit, with the blessings of the Father, with the blessings of Jesus, his blood that healed me, that freed my mind, that touched my body, that gave me more than enough that exceeds my expectations over and over and over again. He's my provider. 
He's my protector. He's my everything. Christmas morning, 2022. This is your moment, your opportunity to reaffirm your trust in the promise that God spoke into your life so many years ago. When he told you that you are the son of a a king, that you are a daughter of a king, and that with him, everything is possible. That your eternity is solidified, not by what you do or what you say, but by your trust and obedience in the risen Savior, the Father God, the Almighty One, the Alpha and the Omega, the one who loves you enough to send his son to die, only to be risen again so that we could spend an eternity with him. This morning as I came into the building, we all hung out back in the music team room and we were having some fun. We, we started talking about what we would do if one of us made a whole bunch of money. And as we all kept going on and sharing our wishes and hopes and dreams, and it struck me, and I forget who I was standing next to. I think it was David. And we were, you know, I was being silly. I didn't want to say it too loud because I didn't want to say sound corny, but I'm like, man, we already hit the lottery. We already hit it. What, what would I do with a billion dollars? I don't know. I mean, I know what I'd buy, but what would I do with it? What, 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 what could I do with that that I'm not doing now? What would I get in my spirit from that that I'm not getting now? That's the miracle of Christmas. It's the miracle of the birth of Jesus. Is that whether I got a billion dollars in my bank account or I got zero, I can still feel the abundance of God in my life, miraculously. I can still feel and understand the healing power of Jesus in my life, miraculously. No matter what the doctor's report says, no matter how I'm feeling, no matter what I might look like in the mirror, I can feel like a billion dollars. No matter how bad things are going at home, no matter how lonely I might feel, I can still feel and understand and live in reality the miracle that only Jesus could give, the abundance that only he can give, the anointing, the power, the blessing that only he can give. And Jesus doesn't quit. He doesn't run out of envelopes. <laughs> he, just, he just keeps on He just keeps on handing them out. It's like they multiply. They just just keep on coming. They just, they come out of one pocket and then here comes another one. And I'm like, Lord, you're, you're crazy. You don't make any sense to me, right? They just, they just keep on coming. And there they go. One after another, 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 expectations exceeded again and again and again and again and again. 
It's the conveyance of how good God is. It's not the convincing. I, I couldn't do it if I tried a million times. I've heard my daddy preach a thousand messages. But there isn't a word he's ever spoke that's been powerful enough to convey the everlasting love of Jesus the way a touch from the Holy Spirit does. There's not a tear that I can shed, a frog in my throat that I could, that I could give that, that will help you better understand how much Jesus loves you than the moment you begin to trust and obey him on your own. There'll never be a prayer from a crying grandma or a mom, an auntie, that will ever convince you that Jesus loves you. The way a one-on-one -on -one moment, just you and him, went on bended knee and nobody around will. Only Jesus give you everlasting peace. Only Jesus can heal your body. There's no church that can do it, no friend, no spouse, no girlfriend or boyfriend, no business, no amount of money that can ever make you feel and understand the way Jesus can. This morning as we stand on our feet, I extend to you the opportunity this morning to give Jesus a gift before we all get home and open ours. The only thing he's ever wanted. The only reason he ever came is so that he could be with you. He just wants your heart. He doesn't want your trust and obedience so he can make you do what he wants you to do. He wants your trust and obedience so that he can give you everything he has. So he can give you every single thing that he has. Do you understand how much better that is than winning the lottery? Do you understand how much better that is than getting a clean doctor's report? What are you going to do with all that? What are you going to do with the clean? What are you going to do? What are you going to do with, the, with, the, with money overflowing your bank account? What are you really going to do with, with everything perfect in your life? Only Jesus creates peace that passes understanding. Only he can set the captive free. I know a lot of people with big bank accounts, with mines and chains and slavery. I know a lot of people with whole bodies on the outside, but the rotten, dying on the inside. I see it every day, guys who could jump a mile high and run the 40 in four seconds, but they're dead inside. This morning we have an opportunity to give Jesus our lives again. And I extend that to you before we go.
one more time. Whether you've known him for your whole life or many years or you've never known him before, you're visiting today, you're watching online, there's a reason why you're hearing the words that are coming out of my mouth. Because Jesus wants to give you another chance to bless you, to give you abundance, to give you healing and wholeness, to renew your mind, to give you the Christmas that you really deserve. Bow your heads with me. If that's you this morning, you can repeat after me just under, under your breath. Or man, loud if you need to. <laughs> Jesus, I give you my heart. This Christmas, I choose to follow you. I choose to let go of my expectations and I give them all to you. God, I know that you have a destiny in store for me that is full of hope, that is full of blessing, that is full of wholeness. And from this day forward, I choose to trust you. I choose to obey you. I choose to receive the goodness of God in my life. Name I pray. Amen. Amen. Well, I know we're anxious all to get home, but before we do that, if there's anyone here today that needs prayer, that needs to spend some time at the altar, our pastors, our elders, our, el our altar ministries are coming. Church family, we love you. We bless you. We wish you a very, very Merry Christmas from Church on the North Coast on behalf of Pastors Troy and Rebecca Thompson and all of our staff. Live right, love everybody, pray hard. We'll see you next year.